welcome in. We told to you it was going to happen. 2021 is here. Stephen Humes, Gabriel Apria, The Hop, The Craft Beer Podcast. It's a party time, people. We're going to Germany. We're going to Germany, but like in our own homes. We're celebrating like Oktoberfest. We are very excited. We told you guys this episode was coming, um, and here we are. Steven's got two beers. I've got two beers. We've got a whole lot to do. Bunch of news and notes. Bunch of breweries to talk about. Bunch of fun events at Oktoberfest. Me, oh my. And I found this hat, and it's like the closest thing I'll get to the German typical hat, so I'm wearing it. So here we go. I feel festive. We say every week that we have a jam-packed episode, but like we literally have stuffed <laughs> so much into this episode that nothing else could be stuffed into it. Is there we're we're pumped. We've got a lot to do. We're doing what we did last year. We got the two, we got two of the uh OG original can only be served at Oktoberfest beers, two uh, two of the six, and then we have some from America that are comparable to those. So we're going to do that. Uh, we have the news and notes. We have all that stuff. But it's it's Oktoberfest time, people. It's it's going on through October 3rd. So we're still in it now. So if prost. you haven't... So prost. Prost it up. Ozoptis, indeed. Uh, and here we go. All I know is prost. Ozoptis means it's tapped. And that's what they used to say back when... Here we go. Back when we did this live several years ago. But hopefully next year you'll be able to get back in the tent. This year, Oktoberfest didn't happen, so we're doing it. We're doing it our way in our Hell apartments. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pumped. I'm looking at the beautiful, beautiful, glowing stein of beer in front of me, and <laughs> uh, we're diving into it. So it's a good week to connect with the hop. This is a uh, this is this is party time uh, at the HO Podcast Instagram, Twitter. Find us on YouTube. Find us on Facebook. Send us an email: thehopod at gmail Anything like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't have much to say, Gabe. I think we should just dive into it. Uh, right now. Here we go. Oktoberfest. Let's do it. Beer news. We're just going to run through it. Uh, there's a lot going on. And there here is we go. a lot going on. I feel like. Yeah. I was kind of hoping it would be a light week in beer <laughs> yeah, news. Yeah, right. Uh, we just kept finding stuff. It's like, oh, this. Oh, and this. Oh, and boy. This. We have a lot to talk about. Stone Distributing has acquired four new suppliers, uh, adding them to their portfolio in Southern California. It's not a big deal, but it does. Uh, it is a big deal for those brands, and it means that they'll probably get a wider distribution. And the reason it caught our eye is because one of those four new suppliers is Crowns and Hops, which was on our show. We love Crowns and Hops very much, so I look forward to Crowns and Hops being more widely available across Southern California and maybe even beyond. There is a Guinness Tap Room opening in Chicago in oh, 2023. Oh, how do we feel about it? They're magically delicious. Sure, why not? <laughs> That's true. There you go. The opportunity uh, to play it. They signed a multi-year lease on a 15,000 square foot space. Um, it's part of a historic railroad department. Um, I would take a Guinness Tap Room in alaska if it was available i'll take this anywhere so if you're in chicago 2023 it's coming schmaltz brewing has uh has ended its days another one bites the dust another brewery hits the ground uh the company's been around for 25 years it is recognized as the nation's only jewish craft beer brand and owner jeremy cowan is passing the torch actually he's extinguishing the torch for good he's killing the brand wow. uh he's he's gonna I'm be doing sad. a 
<laughs> he's going to be doing a kind of farewell tour. He's going to be releasing uh, a final version of um, one of their beers, the Bittersweet Lenny's R.I.P.A. And then they're also going to be doing an Exodus 2021 barley wine ale brewed with dates, figs, pomegranates, and grapes. So go out with a bang, Jeremy. Good for you. Um, and he's moving on to focus on uh, his work at Alphabet City Brewing. So um, Jeremy's sticking in the beer world. but his... Yeah, he's staying in the game, which is really cool. So he's taking his talents elsewhere, which is totally fine with us. The Ball Corporation is opening a new facility in Las Vegas. So hit those casinos and then hit up some beer. Uh, Ball announced they're building a $290 million aluminum beverage packaging plant in North Las Vegas with plans to begin operation in late 2022. So this is coming up soon. They are going to be doing big, big things. We talked about Vegas last week with the chocolate statues, and now... They're getting even more. Vegas sounds fun. And why is this news? Because Ball Corporation uh, over the past year has had uh, plenty of its share of struggles just getting, you know, aluminum. Aluminum cans have had a shortage, so it's good to know that there's going to be another facility out there. Recycle, um, you little bitches. Making cans for us. A lot of beer benefits going on lately. Trogues Trail Day uh, is, is a beer that's come out benefiting Pennsylvania's Kidney Ridge, which is a area of the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, Griffin Claw Brewing has uh, created a collaboration beer called TRI-21 to raise awareness for Down Syndrome. Montauk Brewing has a partnership with the Animal Animal Rescue Fund going on, and uh, a collaboration has been started by Oak Park Brewing to celebrate the 51st anniversary of People's Beer, which is one of the nation's first black-owned breweries. We love to see beer doing good. Get your hands on any of those. You are doing good for the world. When you said Griffin Claw, you know where my brain went. Harry Potter. Gryffindor! <laughs> Lawsuits! Uh, yay! One of our favorite news segments. Uh, the <laughs> RT brand, RTD brand Loverboy, they have officially resolved their lawsuit with Night Shift Brewing in Night Shift Distributing in Massachusetts. Very good to see. But... The Jack's Abbey lawsuit against Atlantic Distributing in Rhode Island has been ordered to go to trial. So I would love it if maybe Judge Judy could be a part of this. I don't know if anyone has her number. We can call her, but that's happening. If we get any more updates, we will let you know. Gabe and I are getting our court passes in order. We will be floor reporting from the courthouse I would every love to be a day juror. of the trial. I'd be like, can we get a sample of the beer? That would help my decision. It'd be like, do you have any biases against, uh, yeah, we have 92 episodes worth. Have, uh, have you heard of the hop? <laughs> then, yeah. Uh, Sam Adams Utopias is here, people. Oh, this is like one of my favorite things to talk about every year. And it's the final thing in our news and notes. And it's a beautiful thing. And it's available starting October 11th. If you can get your hands on it, it comes in a beautiful vase i don't even know what to call that it's like yeah. a beautiful cask thing that they sell it in it's ridiculously expensive but um it's a gem and they do it every year this is the 12th biennial edition of utopias and this one has a little bit of a twist this one was finished on 2000 pounds of cherries including michigan ballatin cherries to bring a slight sweetness and touch of tart flavor to this wait for it wait for it wait for it 28% ABV beer. 
Good Lord. Bruh. Good Lord. Heaven help me. Me oh my. Call the doctor. I mean, it is pretty pricey, but like, I feel like if you and I split a bottle and we like did the next time we did an episode where we were sitting across from each other, we could like take a shot of it and be wasted. Oh my God. I, I, I'm kicking myself. I've been kicking myself for like four years because I once was in a bar. They were selling it by the shot glass. It was like 10 bucks for a shot of this. Oh man. I should have done it. I didn't yeah. do it. I regret it so much. And um, I've never had it still to this day. So if anybody if anybody wants to send us a bottle of Utopias, you can hit us up the hopod at gmail.com. We'll give you our information. Yeah, we'll we'll drive to you. I'm it's Massachusetts ain't far exactly. from me. Exactly. No, seriously, we'll we'll travel for Utopias. Steven, I'll go get it. <laughs> I'll wait for you to come back to this coast. We'll knock Great. it out. I will cancel plans to drink Utopias. All right, let's hear that German accent. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but we can hear some German music. All right. That'll work. Gabe did it last year. And now it's did my I? turn, and I don't speak German. Yeah, you did. Oh, cool. All right, here we go. Here we go. A toast to Oktoberfest. Ein Prosit. Ein Prosit. Der Gamit Lichkite. Ein Prosit. Ein Prosit. Der Gamit Wands, zwei, drei, Gusafa. Shame. Dein trinked aus. All right, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Nein, probably the... you gotta Here's yell. what it means. You gotta be Here's angry. what it means. It means a toast, a toast to cheer and good times. A toast, a toast to cheer and good times. One, two, three, drink. I poured you one. Drink up. And now this is serious. This is important. I close with a quote. Prost ear sock, which I shit you not means cheers you ball sacks in German and apparently they say it at Oktoberfest so. yes I want that on a t-shirt my next Oktoberfest t-shirt is gonna have that on it <laughs> toast oh. you ball sacks <laughs> damn alright okie dokie we're, uh, we're having a party here people Ooh, let's so, do it uh, yeah basically Oktoberfest uh it happens every year in Munich, and uh, if you want more of the history of Oktoberfest, we did talk about it last year, but uh, basically it's an, it's, it's an event that dates back to, like, I don't know, the 1400s? Yeah, it's it started is you know, kind of like with Bavarian royalty and beer, mm -hmm. and it started as kind of like a small little festival, and it kind of just grew and grew and grew, and now... If you're during September, when the first day hits, if you're in Munich, you are if you're not even in the area, you're going to celebrate it in some way, shape or form. It is one of the biggest. I'm going to call it a holiday of Europeans yeah, a, in the world. So it's a festival. Uh, contrary to the name, most of it actually takes place in September. It typically starts on uh, around the 18th, 19th, somewhere in there. And it goes yeah. through like third, fourth, fifth of october this year it goes until october 3rd there are six breweries munich breweries that are allowed to brew the official oktoberfest beer uh they're the only ones that are allowed to serve the beer at the festival and the festival has all these tents like the one that's behind me and each one of the six has their own tent that you know where they serve tons of beer and as you can see behind me all these people look delightfully happy as they oh, drink man. beer it's a big big event every year and it brings in you know tourists from all over the world um, it's, uh, yeah, we, we miss it. We want to go very much. Um, but that's, I just want to go and see all the wait staff carrying 25 steins at a single time. I think that's pretty incredible, but, um, the bar yeah. wenches, 
I, the I, miss, I misspoke. I need to correct myself. The first uh, Oktoberfest was a wedding, and it was in 1810. Not the 1400s, but anyway. Oh. Yeah, oh, 1810. That's, that's very different. <laughs> Whoops. But that's what we're getting into. We did um, the research. We're just too excited. We just want to drink. That's kind of where we're at. So We wrote down the research and didn't read any of it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Gabe, you ready to do this? I've been ready all day. Great. Here we go. Alrighty. Um, you mind if I go first? Yes. No, go ahead. Yes. All right. Here we go. I'm going with uh, Hacker Shore. Hacker Peshore. I am not sure how to say it, but uh, Hacker Peshore Oktoberfest Marzen. Now, they are one of the first, one of the six, like I said, and they are distributed in America by Paul Laner USA. So last year we did Paul Laner, another yep. one of the six. Um, and we can mention the other ones if uh, you want. One of them is the one Gabe's doing, which is Hofbrau. And then there's. Uh, others but <laughs> i'm drinking their marzen so so basically oktoberfest originally the, the the beer was originally a marzen and the reason it was brewed this way is because they couldn't brew beer during uh the summer or something like that so they had to like brew it in march and then uh it would kind of get stored and then they would bust it out in september um to to drink it right so the original beer is a marzen and then ever since uh, then they've developed this other kind of beer called a fest beer. Last year, Gabe and I did fest beers. The fest beer is a little bit higher ABV, similar kind of thing, but it's lighter in color. The Marzen, as you can see here on, on YouTube in my beer stein, oh, is, so is a dope. dark amber copper color. Okay. That's a um, heavy ass glass too. Holy it's super damn. heavy. It's super big. It's very hard to negotiate with the microphone. <laughs> uh, but, Okay, Hacker Pashore's website says, forbidden as it was to brew in summer a stronger beer, the Marzen was brewed earlier in March, that's what I said, it would finally be served at the Oktoberfest under the quote, heaven of Bavaria. We have returned once again to the age-old recipe and recreated that gloriously smooth, honey-colored piece of history from times gone by, and all is brewed with due reverence to the Bavarian purity law of 1516. That law basically states that only malt, hops, water, and yeast belong in beer, not other shit. I agree. Um, this beer is brewed with Marth, Grace, and Catamaran barley varieties, basically two-row malt. And the hops are Hallertow Tradition and Hallertow Hercules. It clocks in at 5.8% ABV, the IBUs or EBUs. It's the European version, but same thing, sort of, are at 28 Beer Advocate 89, Untapped 3.69, and the SRM is about 13. Looks so, very dark brownish, but yep. I'm, it's also on camera, so. Copper color. I mean, that's, so basically, mm. if you're drinking an Oktoberfest beer, you know, to, to reiterate what I was just saying, you're either going to be drinking a Fest beer that tends to look more like a Pilsner. It tends to be golden, sunshine in color. Um, I believe we have one on the, oh yeah, yours is one. Okay, so I was gonna say we have one coming up, um, and it, it's a little bit higher ABV. The Marzins tend to be in the four point five to five point five range. The Fest beers tend to go higher up, you know, a little upwards of six. 
So, but the margin was first, and the, mar- the margin was the original one. And I'm going to try and get my face into this glass and tell you what I smell. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how you're even going to go about that. Yeah, you might need to tip that a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, those classic beer steins are the, uh, I, as you all know, they're the classic, classic glasses of Oktoberfest. I believe they're all each a one, I think that's one liter size. Yep. Yep. So, uh, we could talk about more of the traditions later, but there is a tradition at Oktoberfest that requires chugging one of those bad boys. And, uh, what a challenge. I poured two American 12 ounce beers into this, and my glass is only half filled. I could, well, I could oh get two more God. in there. Oh my God. So, no wonder everybody's one, wasted at this event. Exactly. On the nose, uh, malt, caramel, toffee, all of that stuff, some sweet bread. There's a little bit of fruitiness to it. Um, maybe some like apple almost. Um, but, and like maybe a little bit of berry, but that's in the back end. It's mostly that caramel malt up front um, and a little bit of spiciness. There's something sort of nutty about it, something earthy about it. I can tell you right now, I'm looking at the glass and just the lacing that happens along mm. the sides of this this bad boy are beautiful. It's like mm. a nice sort of like off-white, um, almost tan, very frothy, creamy head that just uh, laces really well. So... This is as classic as they come. I cannot wait to drink this. Prost. Prost. Here we go. Here we go. So, yeah, Hacker Shore, P-S-C-H-O-R-R. And I wanted to ask, is the tent behind you, is that Hacker or is that another one? Do you know? He's got no idea. Great. This I do not believe <laughs> this, is, this is Hacker for sure, I just liked the color of it. It matched. No, it my looks shirt. great. I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was just wondering, but uh, but the but six yeah, those, that there those... are, there's Hacker, there's uh, Paul Laner, which, as I mentioned, is also Paul Laner USA is the distributor responsible for for bringing this here. There's a uh, Spottenbrow. Yep. There's Lowenbrow. There's Augustiner Brow, and then there's uh, Stalichi's. Hofbrau, which is the one that you're doing. Yeah. So we did Polaner last year. This year we got Hacker and Hofbrau. Maybe we'll do Spatten next year. I don't know. I mean, this... if we can get our hands on it, yeah, I'm down. I, I, I don't even remember if we. I think we did one other Hofbrau last year because I did the Polaner. We both did. We both did the Polaner. Yeah, it. I believe. Okay. I believe. I maybe I you could correct me if I'm it's wrong. Been a, listeners, it's been a full year of it's been a year, people. <laughs> so. Forgive Ooh. us. Go back and listen, though. Great episode. Okay. This is delicious. I, I love this so much because um, the Marzen style is robust, and it just feels like fall. Mm. I think between... I love a fest beer, too. I, I really do. Um, when I walked into the... Uh, shout out to Sunset Beer Company. Haven't been there in like two years, so it was great to see them again. Uh, but when I walked in there to purchase this, it was sort of like I was walking around to all these breweries and I was just like, yeah, I want your Fest beer and your Marzen and your Fest beer. Yeah. I love this style because it's um, pretty easy drinking, but still sturdy. Uh, the alcohol is not, you know, it's not a it's not a crushable like session situation, but the alcohol is low, so you can drink a good bunch of them. The maltiness, the sweetness of the malt is really nice, um, and it doesn't kill you with it. It's just really well balanced. So, but mm. all that to say, if I had to pick between the Fest beer and the Marzen, I think I would go with a Marzen. Uh, 
I love this. Um, it's it's follows the nose perfectly. Honey, caramel, toffee, um, slight bitterness in the back end from the hops, but not much. They're just there to support. Uh, and the hops that are there are spicy. It's not a lot of bitter. It's not a lot of pine or bite. It's uh, just a little bit of a little hint of earthiness as it goes down. Uh, and in the mouth, it's creamy. It's flavorful. Nice. The carbona- carbonation is is moderate, just where you want it to be. Like I said, it's hearty, but it's pretty easy drinking. Like you could sit in the beer tent and crush two of these and be like, I don't even know why I'm hammered right now, but I'm yeah. hammered right now. Exactly. That's, but that's that's all the fun of it. That's the point. So, uh, yeah, I, this is as, as classic as they come. Uh, this is a beer as old as time. It's won a gold medal at the Denver International Beer Competition. Oh, it's really good. It's really, really good. Hells yeah. Am I making you thirsty? Obviously. Uh, you always are. I mean, let's... Is it my turn? Are you going to pass the torch? Go for it. Take us into the world of the Fest beer. Bang, bang. Fest beer. Hoff Brow. This is, uh, as Stephen mentioned, one of the OGs. The la- even the label is OG. It's really great. It is 6.3%. 23 IBUs. Beer Advocate gave it an 80. Untapped gave it a 3.6. All right. So, obviously, it's available during Oktoberfest. It is a bottom fermented beer. That's how it is brewed, and they're very specific about that. Uh, the hop varieties are Hercules, Pearl, Magnum, and Select. And Pearl is spelled P E R L E. Interesting. Yeah. And it, we, I, I guess we should say all of these are bottom fermented beers. These are lagers. They brew at cold temperatures and they're bottom fermented. So if that wasn't clear before, right. they all it's are. It's cool, though, because like on the website, you know, ideal drinking temperature, 7 degrees Celsius. You do the math. I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, the malts are light barley malt and Munich malt. Uh, the color, they describe it as a fine, shiny, strong golden hue. And I would completely agree with that. It is see-through. It is light. It is on the SRM chart. I would probably put around like a five-ish. Um, so I have a mini Stein. Steven's got the big guy, and I unfortunately do not. But I got my mini Stein here. But, I mean, we say it all the time. I have the beer emoji. That is the same. That is the color. That is the glass. It's got a, a centimeter-thick white pillowy head. Stickiness is just so present and so there i am very excited to drink it i should be drinking it in a tent i am unfortunately not quote from the brewery huff brow oktoberfest beer is a full-bodied bottom fermented specialty beer with its fine hoppy aroma it's perfect alongside a classic oktoberfest roasted chicken say less sign me up excited yeah, I mean that's uh, I, I yeah I I feel like last year what we did was was fest beers and and that is a I lo- I just love that we're doing it this way because we're really getting to showcase the the two ends of the spectrum of what you're going to be drinking at Oktoberfest. You are not going to walk in here and get some kind of double IPA or something like that. They will kick you out and say, "Go back to America." Cheers, you ballsack. Uh, <laughs> they. Uh, this is this is what they they drink because of because of tradition, but also because this was what they were able to kind of store all summer and keep uh, when they couldn't brew after March. So 
Yeah, but the Fest beer, uh, you know, as I said, it tends to be a little higher ABV, like that's 6.3% versus my 5.8. Oh, yeah. um, the bitterness, I think, is a little bit lower in yours. Like your IBUs are at 23, mine's at 28. Yeah. So uh, it's just a slightly different tweak, and then the color is really the main thing. And you said it earlier, it's kind of got like a Pilsner type of vibe to it, and I would kind of agree yeah. with that. I mean, right off of the nose, it's it's very malty, it's very grassy, it's very earthy. Um, there's like a doughy, biscuity type of deal to it. Um, you know, when I was studying abroad in London, you know, the, the Europe, Europe's got nice biscuits. Don't <laughs> take that out of context, but let me tell you something. They got good biscuits. Does it? <laughs> Yes, and this has like a biscuity smell to it. Um, so I'm I'm very excited. So here we go, Prost, Prost. Yeah, that it. It's just it's such a delightful beer style. It's just like it it signals the coming of fall. Even if you're like out here in LA, like I am, and you know there, you don't really have fall weather. It just makes you feel like cozy. It just makes you feel like the weather's getting cooler. Like uh, I just want to be sort of like. Uh, it just feels a little bit like it's a warming style. It's just a comforting kind of style. It's like the comfort food of beer. That kind of sucks for you. You don't have fall. Like, I'm, you know, good for you. You don't have winter, but you don't have fall, man. Yeah, it sucks for like a sweet three weeks. And then I don't wear jackets. And then while I'm freezing, you're chilling by the pool. Correct. Um, okay, the taste. This is This is wild. It's sweet. It's got mm. like a very sweet, malty... Almost like a, if you take out the like the cinnamon, kind of like a cinnamon roll, almost like that that sweet like like a bready sweetness to it. Um, I think I'm getting honey. There is a little bit of hop character because of the ABV, but not too much. I would say it's more malty than hoppy, but hops mm. are definitely uh, available and they're there. Um, I just I wish I was in a tent. I'm unfortunately not, but that's okay. Um, yeah, there's just there's something so pleasant about it. It makes you want to keep drinking more, but it doesn't very clean in the back end. Not, you know, the bitterness is really not a huge factor at all. Um, but it tastes very European. It tastes very lager ish with like a side of Pilsner, but mm. it's really good. I love the fact that this is one of the OGs because I mean, I feel like if we were there, we would try to hit as many tents as we could. We'd probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. The, the plan would be to go from one to the other. But I mean, I would love to start with this, even though the ABV is 6.3. Uh, well, you know, what's interesting is that the, the Fespier style was first introduced in like the 50s. And it kind of is the predominant style now at Oktoberfest. The it's Marzen is good, the. though. Yeah. The it Mar- is. I feel like the Marzen, it's for. The people that want something a little, not heavier, but a little on the like, I, I don't know what else other word to describe it as, just like darker, more fuller, whereas Fespier is more like the lighter stuff, the more of, you know, you could probably, if you're drinking like all day and you don't want to feel like full or anything, like I like this as an Oktoberfest selection just because it's easy to drink. Like this goes down very, very smoothly. Yeah, I mean, it's a perfect balance of hops and strong, sweet malt, and they both kind of are, but the Fest beer, the hops tend to be just a little bit more present. The uh, It's, like you said, it's 
it's lighter in the body. The malt is just a little bit lighter, less toasted. Uh, and like I say, since the 50s, I, I think it was Augustiner was the first one to introduce the Fest beer, but they all kind of took it off. I mean, I don't, Paul Lehner doesn't even brew a Marzen for in in Munich anymore. They right. they do it in America, but in Munich they only serve their Fest beer. They call it liquid gold. They so, they stick to their their go tos, their their flagships, if you will, and that's dope. Yeah. Um, so these breweries, you know, we're not going to get too much into kind of the history of, of all the breweries, actually all the breweries, all four breweries today, just because we have four breweries. Yeah. But uh, I can tell you a little bit about Hacker Pshore, which is basically that they've been around since 1417. Uh, they are always brewed in accordance with uh, that purity law, which could I try, should I try to pronounce what it's actually called? It's the Reinheinskibut of 1516. Which it's a Bavarian law that says that beer has to consist only of malted barley, water, and hops. It's, it's hilarious because that little law is plastered like all over, like the this bottle, probably your bottle, like yeah. everywhere. It's like, hey, <laughs> it's great. It's a beer that's just steeped in tradition. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so the the brewery, you know, a brewery that's been around since the fourteen hundreds. I mean, it's rare. Like. Uh, Guinness is one that we've had on the show a few times where it's like, you know, we're not going to give you the whole history of the brewery. It was originally the Hacker Brewery, then uh, the the daughter of the brewmaster, Maria Teresa Hacker. She married a guy who worked there named Joseph Pshore. Then he started the Pshore Brewery. And then in 1813, this merger happened or something like that. Or maybe it was a little later. But the point is... There's so much history, there's so much tradition that that these breweries are steeped in that like the beers are not going to be mind-blowing because this is what all beer is based on. Does that make sense? Like if you're if you're going to Guinness Stout, like Guinness Irish Stout is the Irish Stout and everything that we make that's an Irish Stout in America or anywhere else is based off of what Guinness did and like this is this is what a marzen is and like every marzen you have i think it might taste a little better where it originated just because you know with if you want to get real technical with shipping and with handling and yada 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 yeah but yeah for the most part i mean it's just it's, it's solid beers <laughs> and these are brewery you know these breweries specifically are breweries that um almost unlike Guinness, to be honest, uh, like are, are still doing what they always did. The recipes haven't changed. Um, these are, are Bavarian breweries that I wouldn't call them craft breweries. They are big breweries, but it's not like a Budweiser situation where like there was a recipe that was once good and then corporate took over and all it, like these are still what they always were. Right. I wonder if, in Munich, like to everyone there, they consider this like this is our craft beer or if it's if they don't even give that a designation, it's kind of just like like I would love to sample a Munich brewery that does like a double IPA. Well, I think that it's more about distribution channels and like a brewery that does, you know, like this this brewery does thousands and thousands and thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of barrels every single year. And that is not a craft brewery, just, um, basic, you know, down to its base. I'm sure there are microbreweries in, uh, Germany and Bavaria, but 
these are so these are are not craft breweries, but they are still true to the the tradition of what the beer is and always was. They stick with the same ingredients. They stick with the same recipes. There's no like corn syrup in this beer or anything. Not that a brewery would ever do that, but like if a stay thirsty, my friend. Like they they don't do that <laughs> there. You know, it's it's not like um it's not like Corona, which masquerades as a Mexican lager and actually is not. You know, that it's not yeah. that kind of thing. This is genuinely a a German Bavarian beer style. Hashtag find your beach. Uh, Hofbrau, real quick, started, the, the entire operation started as a culinary challenge, quote unquote, 400 years ago, since he found the beer brewed in his court in Munich to be of poor taste and quality, William V, V in Roman numeral is five, right? Yes. Great. I clearly, I... <laughs> Dude, side side conversation. Roman numerals suck. I don't know. I know X is ten. I know one, two, three, and four. After that, forget it. When any time the Super Bowl, those Roman numerals, I'm like, I don't, what number are we on? I never have any idea. Anywho, all William right, good fifth. to know. I, it's, it's a it's a struggle. <laughs> William the fifth. Gabe's weakness. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Duke of Bavaria. He founded the Hofbro House in 1589. The birth place of the brewery and gastronomy gast- gastronomy gastronomy thank you uh, today it is one of two still bavarian run traditional munich breweries i thought that was really cool very specific so uh Hofbrau is one of the og ogs like they they're still doing it the bavarian way and uh yeah the bavarian lifestyle that's their thing Hofbrau munchen Stands for the passionate commitment to the city, its people, and the Bavarian lifestyle, tradition, and brewing craftsmanship. Amen. Hallelujah. Big ups. Um, yeah, it uh, it doesn't get better than this. This is where it all started. But these beer styles have been mimicked. They have been uh, translated. There's craft breweries. You know, maybe you don't. Maybe you, well, you should be able to get your hands on these, but maybe for some reason you can't or you don't want to or you're just at a craft brewery down the street that you like and you want to try their fest beer. And, you know, these styles definitely exist in uh, in America and tend to come out around this time. And we're going to prove that right now. So take everything you learned. We've gone, we've, we've done the history now we're going to do the modern side of it. We're going to go to some American breweries that are brewing fest beers and Marzins here. I'm, do you I'm have empty. any final thoughts? I'm empty. I'm empty. That's, it was delicious. Obviously, I chugged the shit out of it. It was sweet. It was malty. It was, it was, it feel good. It, it honestly, I, I, okay. I'm going to say this and people might think I'm just making this up. I really mean this when I say this. Maybe not Oktoberfest itself, but this beer will put you in the festival like mode. Like it makes you want to be outside with friends drinking at some sort of event, whether it's a beer tasting event or the like the Vermont beer uh thing we did. I mean, it, yep. it makes you want to be outside like with people. Maybe you're wearing Lederhosen. I don't know. It's your decision. But it was really dope, and I have a huge appreciation for the history and for everything that went into it. Great. Uh, with that, 
we're coming back to America. So uh, we're flying here we go. back. We're flying back, but we're sticking with the style. And uh, I'm home. I'm in California. And this next one is interesting because I'm going to Dust Bowl Brewing. They are out of the central coast of California or the Central Valley area. And they, I'm doing their Oktoberfest, obviously. Uh, it is a 5.5% beer. IBUs are at 22. SRM chart, we'll talk about that. Um, beer Advocate has not rated it. Untapped has it at 3.7. Now, the brewery's description. For this tradi- traditional German fest beer, we go back to when the brews were darker, but still so easy to drink a malty classic. Now, there's a lot happening in that sentence. Um, they say that they call it a fest beer, but then they say we go back to when the brews were darker, alluding to a Marzen. The brewery calls it a fest beer. Look, it's a Marzen. That's what it is. It's a Marzen in the ABV. It's a Marzen in the IBUs. It is certainly a Marzen in the color. If you're on YouTube, you can take a look at it. Oh, it is yeah. oh, a copper. Yeah. It's almost darker than the the Hacker Shore one that I was drinking before. It is a, definitely a deep copper color. Um, toffee, almost ruby. There's like a reddish hue to it. Dude, it is, I, we've said it so many times, but the that color beer, every time I see that, it, it just makes me giddy. Yeah, it's giddy. beautiful. It's the color of toasted malt, which is very different mm. from roasted malt. Toasted malt. Um, I will say that this one poured with a little bit of a gentler head. The color of the foam is still the same. It's still that uh, sort of off-white, but it's it's less creamy than the actual uh, Bavarian one, and I don't see as much lacing in the glass initially, although it is a very full glass. So we will see. Um, but I'm drinking this one out of a pint glass because, surprisingly, I only have one giant beer stein to my name. So here we go. Wait, so you didn't buy extra? Ugh, come on. I did on. not buy two of those. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking shit. I don't have any, so I'm not going to say anything. But uh, this one looks good, though. I I, that, I I mean it, though. That that color is like... Mm. The color is beautiful. The thing is, like, I'm interested in this because these are these are two beers that by uh, on paper are pretty identical. So I'm going to have to try and pick out some subtle differences here if I can. I can tell you on the nose, uh, the nose is much more subtle here. Um, I don't get as much flavor coming off of it. I, You know, the flavor or the, the, the aromas that are there are the same. They're nutty. They're uh, a little bit of sweet. Uh, definitely the sweet bread, pumpkin, nickel bread, all of that kind of stuff. Um, some hay and straw, no hops. I don't get as much of a fruitiness on this. The last one had sort of an apple, sort of maybe some berry on the nose. This one does not. It's much more subtle. When you get a moment, can you show the sexy folks at home what the can and or bottle looks like? Oh, yeah, I absolutely can. It's 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 nice. It's um. So if you're listening, it's a can that is uh, different from a lot of Dust Bowl's traditional Ooh. can art, but basically it's uh, white across the top. Just a, It's a clean-looking can white across the top, and then the bottom is that sort of traditional Oktoberfest uh, sort of banner. It's like a blue, um, light blue fading to dark blue towards the bottom, and then it's got like just diamonds in it, kind of like a banner that you would see uh, hanging up at Oktoberfest. Okay, Gabe? Lit. 
<laughs> All right, I'm going to now. I didn't uh, know what it looked like. Beer. I, I, you know, I was like, show everyone else, but I was like, show me though. I you might need to it. know. Yeah. yeah. All right, here we I go. I want to see what it looks like. This is interesting. Um, he hates it. I'm trying to put my Let's wrap it up. Let's go. <laughs> no, I'm trying. I'm just trying to put my finger on what the differences are because I don't hate it at all. I like it, but it's definitely different from the original beer. Uh, I would say that it's less sweet, like in terms of coffee or toffee caramel in terms of that world. However, I do get more like fruitiness off this. I would say um, berries, almost cranberries. If that that's weird, but. That's what came out. That's cool, definitely, <clears throat> definitely spicier. Uh, definitely getting more of those sort of spicy hops. Um, I'm assuming the hops that are in here are probably along the same lines. Hallertoe, that kind of thing. Uh, it is less creamy than the uh, original one, but still a creamy, smooth, drinkable beer. It's uh, more carbonated than the other one, so I would say it's a little bit more fuller-bodied. It's a little bit more robust i mean the other one is too but the other one is is a sweeter more like you're at the bakery this one is tastes more like a beer uh more in the world of closer to the world of like a red ale but it's lager um but it's it's very good it's it's i'm nitpicking because i'm trying to find differences between the two right but uh they're both they're both very good and this is a really good emulation of of what the Marzen style is, if I had one critique, it's just it's not a fest beer; it's a Marzen. Um, but Dust Bowl Brewing, you know, this is a this is a specialty beer for them, and uh, I won't talk about them too much. But they're basically, like I said, they're they're a California brewery in the in the Central Valley that uh, was founded by this high school teacher, Brett Tate. He kind of had a passion for brewing. He found this guy, Don Oliver, who's their current brewmaster now. He had just won the 2006 Samuel Adams Longshot Homebrew Competition, and they formed this brewery, and they currently distribute in uh, California, Nevada, Oklahoma, Texas, Pennsylvania, Vermont, and Arizona, which is a very weird footprint. Um, he like, said, screw these kids. I don't want to teach them anymore. I want to go brew beer. My this is hero. Like California, Nevada, Arizona. I'm with you so far. Oklahoma, Texas, okay, we're moving east, and then it jumps to Pennsylvania, Vermont. Good okay. for y'all, but they're based out of Turlock, California, and they currently have three locations in terms of brewery tap rooms, but they're working on a fourth. I would get into them more if I could, but I can't. Maybe someday they will have their own episode of The Hop. For now, it ain't about that. It's about Oktoberfest. Y'all made a good Marzen. I kind of like the OG better, if I'm being honest, but this is this is close. Good, good work. Go. Okay. And okay. Um, Gabe, I yield the floor because you're you're taking us to a whole different place right now. Pretty much, yeah. I'm taking <laughs> it more toward uh, the pumpkin side of things, uh, and you'll understand why. This is the Jacktoberfest Pumpkin Marzen. It is an amber pumpkin lager, and it is coming from Ross Brewing Company. Very excited. They are out of New Jersey. So Stephen going to California. I'm going back to New Jersey. It is 6.1%, 21 IBUs. Beer Advocate has yet to review it. Untapped, give it a 3.91. Quote from the brewery. The Jacktoberfest combines two of the best things about fall, Oktoberfest beers and pumpkin beers. 
It's brewed with Munich and caramel malts, a tasty combination of fall spices, and a generous serving of pumpkin. Very interesting. It's then lagered for more than a month, allowing for robust flavors including nutmeg, cinnamon, cardamom, candied yams, and of course pumpkin. The ultimate fall beer will quickly become one of your faves. We shall see about that. My on the SRM chart, my beer is very similar to Stevens. It's in that amber, copper, reddish hue. And as I've mentioned four times now, I love this style. I love this color. I know I'm going to love this beer. Uh, so I would probably put it between like a 13 and a 15 in that category ish. Uh, not a lot of lacing. Um, I filled it pretty all the way to the top, but uh, not a lot of lacing. No real head retention. There's like a ring around the glass, but that's about it. I'm going to do a little sniff here. I would like it on record that if you busted this particular beer out at Oktoberfest, you would get kicked out of the tent and probably slapped a few times. Well, I was going to say hanged, but slapped works. Yikes. Uh, By a bar wench with a glass in her hand. But we figured, you know, uh, there will be a pumpkin beer coming up because we have tradition here on the hop, and that will happen eventually. And when it does, um, you know, Gabe's just dipping his toe in that world a little bit. Absolutely. This hybrid I, thing. And I will admit, I mean, I ha- I started with a Fest beer. I wanted a Marzen. This caught my eye. It's pumpkin. It's Jacktoberfest. It's an amber pumpkin lager. I mean, that, I couldn't say no to this. So, yeah, I got started a little early on pumpkin episode, but I guess I'll have to drink more. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> Um, right off the smell is the yams. I'm getting yams and not much else. I'm not really getting pumpkin off the nose, i got to be honest with you. Like vanilla, maybe some, maybe, yeah, I, maybe coriander? I don't know, but I mean, when we talk spicy. about pumpkin flavors, I feel like what people love, like people don't love the flavor of pumpkin. You know, like people don't, yeah. know, what, I mean, Carve a pumpkin. Do you want to eat that shit? The seeds and stuff that comes out of there? No. Oh. People <laughs> people like pumpkin spice, which is sort of this vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, uh, that kind of world. That's what pumpkin pie is when I think of pumpkin pie spices. It's like that, those those sweet things, maybe some creaminess to it, you know? Um, yes. So if you say you're getting more yam than pumpkin, I would say that's probably good. Because the smell of carving pumpkins is gross. All right. Off the taste. I got to be honest. I'm not really getting uh, pumpkin at all. And mm. I'm very surprised about that. I know it's a it's a Marzen, and it's a, but it says an amber pumpkin lager. I'm getting more of a Marzen-style amber, for sure. Multi backbone. It's got real good sweetness, but it's not like pumpkin pie. At all, mm. uh, I think it would it, it can be considered as fall in a glass. I would give you that. I think you should be wearing flannel, running around in red and orange leaves. I think maybe you even jump in a leaf pile. Should you want to do that? Um, it's 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 got a lot of that spiciness, but it's not the spiciness of like a Belgian. It's 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 like fall spice autumn in that capacity uh maybe a little coriander as i mentioned on the nose but i really like it i think 
back end is very clean, I would say. Uh, it definitely leaves a, a taste of the multi-sweetness, but I think it's easy going down. It's 6.1%. It's pretty cool. I really enjoy it. I just, the, the way it's advertised, if you're on YouTube, you can see it. I mean, there's literally a dude holding a beer stein dressed with lederhosen with a pumpkin for a head. I mean, that to me, the can is orange. Like, that to me is like, there's going to be a shitload of pumpkin in here. I'm not smelling pumpkin. I'm not tasting pumpkin. And as good as this is, I'm going to deduct some points for that, to be completely honest. I'm going to be, I'm going to be that guy. So, but it's good. I, it's it's yeah. that amber. I hate to say this because I'm not drinking it, so I feel like I don't have a right to critique a beer, but it feels like a beer that doesn't know what it is. <laughs> like the the from what I'm hearing, it's like it's like pumpkin marzen, amber pumpkin lager, half pumpkin, half not pumpkin, but like it's Oktoberfest, but it's not Oktoberfest, and then you drink it and there's no real pumpkin flavor. It's like what what are we doing? I feel like I feel like it's one of those beers that they tried to make it so it's for it's it can be for Oktoberfest, it can be for fall, it can be for Halloween, it can be for a casual night of drinking an amber lager, it can be for maybe toward the winter when you want to get cuddled up in flannel. I feel yeah. like they tried to kind of like how many categories can we touch? And that doesn't always work out, slash why, what difference does it make? But I'm not the brewer, so I wouldn't know. Um so I, I see what you're saying. I think I mean, above all, I'm going to go with a amber, a, a Marzen style amber lager that's spiced with sweet notes. And you remember that uh, Bavarian purity law that we were yes. talking about? Y'all just broke yeah. the law. Y'all broke, broke the law. Y'all are in trouble. Yikes. Uh, very, very quickly, Ross Brewing, located in Monmouth County, New Jersey. It was started by John Ross Cocosa. Uh, they started the, 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 the building they are in was formerly the site of a lobster company. Interesting. Great. Why not? Um, there's a lot of other information, but basically, uh, the company is developing fruity sours as well. They're, they're very big into taking a style and kind of putting a spin on it. Um, they are really great. They have a lot of other interesting beers on tap. They have, I, I think this is another brewery that has like kind of a lot of flagships and they kind of stick to it and they do it really well. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, this beer is not bad, but I just think it's marketed a little incorrectly. And yeah, we're, we're judging it through a lens of, you know, we just drank the OG October right, beers and right. now we're drinking other ones. And so it's, yes, it's, I don't mean to shit on their, no, do no, we know, of course not. I think do we know I, how old this brewery is. This brewery started uh, four weeks ago. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I unfortunately don't know that. I know they've been around for, I want to say, definitely more than like two-ish years, but I could be wrong. So, But they're don't. young. They're young. They're, That's they're what young. I'm they're at. young. Yeah. But okay. they, like I said, they got a lot of good stuff. They're really doing things their way. And... Uh, they're, all of their uh, logos are pretty much similar. Um, most of their beers, it's like the big font across the top of what the beer is and then some sort of something below it. And for most of the beer, the core beers I'm looking at on their site, it's all like it looks to be maps of New Jersey or lakes or something. But uh, 
solid colors. I mean, it's they have a brand and they stick to it, which is which is cool. Love it. Well, uh, that's all we have to say on that. We have to move on to our next segment when Gabe's tiny little man will come out. Um. And, uh, um. Uh, yeah. Oh God. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can Art and Crafts. Ten out of ten. All right, there we go. That's that. I mean, that's it's how you October save time Fest. in an episode. <laughs> how, how, yeah. how do you judge it any other way? It's October yeah. Fest. They're ten out of tens. Moving on. Great. Uh, yeah, Oktoberfest. Uh, listen, this this. This is such a great time of year, and it's if you're not if you're in America and you ignore it or you don't pay attention to it, like like give it some love, like get out there and get your hands on some Mars and some Fest beers, even if they're American. But honestly, like you're gonna spend uh, less money and uh, have an easier search to just go for like go to the imported section. There's only six of them. Your your local <laughs> bur- craft beer shop probably doesn't even have all six. Like yeah. go. Grab yourself a Pauliner or a Hacker Shore or a Hofbrau or whatever you can get. Augustine, or it doesn't matter. Spotten, and have yourself a rocking good time. They're great beers. And here's the other thing. I mean, we're just going to be real. They are their own thing, but they do kind of have very similar qualities of the other American beers you're used to. So it's not like you're going to be drinking something totally different. It's just going to be their style, their way. But it's going to be a good beer. These are great beers. So yeah, they really are. They're like it's like uh, it's just it's really flavorful. It's a really balanced beer style. It's a really uh, delicious one, and it feels like fall. Whether you're talking fest beer or marzen, either one. But you could take your pick, decide which one you like better, and go for it. Because honestly, I, I really think, and no disrespect to Dust Bowl or or Ross Brewing, both are worthy of being on the show in their own right. But um, I really think this. This episode specifically just reinforced like no one does it better than the OGs when it comes yeah. to this particular beer style. So, And I got to be honest, not to put aside the American brewers we had last year, but I think last year it kind of did that as well. I mean, it's mm. just these are the OGs. I mean, there's nothing really like it. They know this style. They know this festival. They know this time of year. So, um, I mean, if you're not if you don't want to celebrate Oktoberfest, at least celebrate fall and the season changing and how nice it is and. I yeah. have yet I have yet to meet a person that's like I hate fall it's the worst like I've heard I hate winter I hate summer I've never heard I hate autumn or fall cuz fall's yeah fall's a great season and the beers that come with fall are great and I love pumpkin beers too I've talked about that on the show last year I will talk about it again this year I I love this time of year for food and beer is just oh, a really good time so talk dirty to me Okay we got uh, one last thing to do real quick Call. And right. we're not going far. We're just going to stick yeah. in Oktoberfest and just talk about some traditions that we didn't know about. Yes. That are fun. These are new. So, well, new to us. Um, most of you might know about the foot on the table tradition. So, apparently, at Oktoberfest, first of all, you have to be sitting to order a beer when you're in those tents. Because if you're standing up, running around, no one's going to come to you. So, sit. But, If you put your foot on the table, it signifies, quote, that you are prepared to chug 
an entire one liter stein of beer. The people all around you will cheer you on and you do not have the option to back out once you have committed. I now, what's crazy about this is so obsessed with this because you're at the event and sitting around roughly 5,000, 6,000 people, everyone else is going to get into it. So if you screw it up, yeah, you're going to get heckled as shit. <laughs> um, Oktoberfest is so much more than just beer. They do have rides and like it's a big festival. It's like a, a big event. There's food, there's beer, there's pretzels, there's oh sausages, my God, there's, there's pretzels. There's oh. so much food. Um, but uh, they have rides and I, I love this one article we found that's like a, basically like a guide to Oktoberfest. It's like the picture they have to say, hey, there are rides there is is that ride where you like sit on a swing and it like spins and you're like flying through the air. Oh, the swings. Yeah, that's a great ride. Yeah, but I'm sitting here like like two and a half beers in and I'm just looking at this picture going like, Ugh. nope, no, thank you. I don't yeah. need to do that. That yeah, seems maybe maybe do that before you start drinking and eating everything in sight. But yeah, yeah. or maybe I mean, that's where you send the kids with like the the eighteen year old babysitter, and then you just disappear into a tent with six thousand people, <laughs> never to be seen again. I just can't imagine like putting your foot on a table, down a liter of uh, Marzen or something, and then go hit the swings. Uh, I don't to know spin if I'd be able the... to do that. I cu- I couldn't. I definitely could not. There'd be a lot more flying through the air. Yeah, I feel like I'd be able to drink it quickly, but like I wouldn't dare. I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm not a local. I'm not. I'd be be like, listen, don't sit in front of me because you, I might projectile vomit all over you. Um, but but (laughs) but Stephen, yes, do you know about the traditional dance that happens at Oktoberfest? I have heard something about this. Do you know uh, what dance it is? Is it the Macarena? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> they do the chicken dance over there. That's amazing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They do the chicken dance for Oktoberfest. I don't know what it has to do with it. Apparently, in German, it's Der Entenzans, which is quoted as Dance Little Bird, or simply put, the chicken dance. But apparently, the chicken dance is like the traditional dance of Oktoberfest. That's that's beautiful, honestly. That's it fits. amazing. I heard that music, and I felt like I was in this tent behind me, which if you're not on YouTube, you should take a look. Like, this is what it looks like. These are not... This is not like... An the Coleman rendering. tent you pitched when you went camping. This is like, a, yeah, these are like, these this are is like a Cirque du Soleil tent. Yeah, they're they're massive like structures, and uh, yeah, this is the reason it hasn't happened in two years. Look at that super spreader event behind me. Oh but, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of like like tips and tricks in this guide. Don't wear sandals uh, because because people might step on you and you might uh, get beer all over your feet. Get beer all over your feet. Don't steal the signs. Don't sleep outside, which is probably good. Not good because information. of like weather, but because of pickpocketers. That was the big thing. And apparently, if you steal a stein and get caught, you're looking at a hefty fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's. It's. It's. I don't see a frown in the room. Let me put it that way. I. Yeah, I want to I, go to Oktoberfest. I want the hop live from Oktoberfest in 2022. Gabe, let's make it happen. 
Dude, I would want nothing more. We we've always been talking about taking a trip to London just to like go hang. Why not we just like plan Let's it just, out? Yeah. So on, you know, we're we're in London on Thursday, we're in Oktoberfest on Friday. Getting around in Europe is like traveling through states in America. It's actually not too hard. Although so London to Germany might be a little bit of a trek. We might need a flight. We'll figure it out. It'll be great. Well, this is for us to worry about, not you, but you stick with us. Stick with the hop. It might happen in 2022. Us Who knows? at Oktoberfest <laughs> literally going to be like, <laughs> just interview some German guy, <laughs> just hammered. Doesn't Sir, speak how English. long? <laughs> yeah. How you Prost. feeling, bud? Sir, cheers, you ball sack. I don't remember how to say it. Um, all right. That's going to do it for our Oktoberfest episode. Guys, this was as fun as we thought it would be. So thank you for spending it with us. Hey, it goes on until October 3rd. You have a couple more days. So get out there. Uh, grab your Marzins, your Fest beers. And They're thank available you to- now, especially this time of year. And if you can't get those, uh, start getting pumpkin and let us know if we should get anything specific because our pumpkin episode is, is a coming. Yeah. Uh, and with that, we're going to go. Uh, if you're a football fan, enjoy that hot Jaguars Bengals game tonight, and we'll see you <laughs> next week. I need a pretzel.